coming off the top of the cage. It is the top of the cage podcast. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant, Justin Juice Cannon. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? You you a big scream fan? I'm sure you probably really love that. <laughs> sure, I do love scream. I do like what's up. Bunch of that's my boy too, and they kept doing it. All right. Well, back into the realm of our interview that we have tonight. Zeta Zhang. She was a fucking riot. Like such a fun interview. I'm so sad that we only had a short amount of time with her. Definitely somebody that I would love to get back on the podcast because I feel like she had so many great stories. I feel like she just is such an inspiring person. Her story is really powerful. I mean, just listening to her talk during this whole episode, I just felt empowered. I'm like ready to run through a brick wall now. You know, I feel like she could send me into any situation, give me a pep talk, and I could probably go do it. No questions asked. Yeah, she's a badass. I remember when NXT, like, I got back in wrestling, and uh, I was a fan, and then, like, she immediately got cut, and I was just like, that's stupid, she's awesome, and just, yeah, she's, she's awesome, I wish nothing but success for her, and you're right, like, she has a great story, like, really inspiring stuff, a really great message, and she continues to inspire, inspire people, and, yeah, I'm curious to see what she does. Like, I know she's been AW Dark a few times recently. I hope that would be an awesome signing. That's what I'm hoping for. Or if she goes back to MLW since uh, pandemic and injuries kind of ruined that, that'd be cool. NWA, NWA, there's a lot of options. And also, you know, she she's not just limited to wrestling, too. She's a very talented person. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> I don't think she needs you or anybody else to tell her that she can do whatever the fuck she wants because it seems like she will just do whatever the fuck she wants. With all that in mind and with all the fucks and with all the swears you just heard, trust me, there's going to be plenty of them throughout this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, Zeta Zhang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Top of the Cage. We had another interview for you. We've got Zeta Zhang. Former NXT superstar and uh, the first ever uh, signing of the MLW Women's Division. How you doing tonight? I am doing awesome. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Just finished dinner. Excited to talk to you. Always been a big, been a big fan ever since you started wrestling. Even before that, when um, I saw your, I actually, I think it was your second fight in MMA. I saw the CFFC fight. Oh no way! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that. a throwback. Throwback. I think I've been a fan ever since then, too. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's awesome. That's so like, good to hear. It was like one fight, first fight. I never, I didn't know who you were. I was like, you just kicked ass. I think, uh, I think yeah. how you won. It might have been a rare naked choke. It was a submission win. Yes. I was just like, yep, I'm a fan. And then uh, <laughs> he went a little missing after that and went through wrestling and I stayed a fan because <laughs> I love wrestling, too. So I was like, yep. Yeah, it's crazy because, I mean, I love wrestling growing up, but I didn't, like, know the difference. So then I just 
and I ended up in MMA and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. They're both awesome. So now I'm back in wrestling. It's crazy. So what sparked the transition from MMA to really focusing on the wrestling world? Well, originally how it really was, was when I was really young, at four years old, my grandma, she was the one that took care of me. My grandma, she didn't know any English. And so she would watch pro wrestling because that was the only thing that she could understand with even with the language barrier. So she was like really into WCW, WWF. And so I watched it with her when I was young. But she also watched like Olympic wrestling and like collegiate wrestling. So I didn't know the difference. I thought they were just like different leagues. And so because of that, I was like, all right, I'm interested in wrestling. So that was the original spark. And also because I've always been interested in martial arts and fighting games and stuff like that. So that whole realm was just something I was interested in. And then it wasn't till years later um, when I ended up going off to college and I went to a really unsafe city and the first like Halloween there. Um, so a little background, I'm from Charlottesville, Virginia originally. It was rated uh, on USA Today back in 2010 as the safest city to live in the US. So that gives you a little idea of like where I grew up. And then when I went off to college in Richmond, Virginia, it was ranked top uh, number one murder city in the u.s for like four years in a row so they're like polar opposites so i went there really naive thinking like oh nothing's gonna happen to me i'm in a major city why would they target me out of the thousands of thousands of people and my naiveness uh got me into a situation where you know i was really close to possibly getting gang raped and it scared me so much that I ended up doing martial arts. So when I went into martial arts, I didn't know which one to pick because I, the only thing that was around when I was a kid was, that was in my town was um, karate and Taekwondo. And back then, I, you know, I got bullied growing up. Uh, so I wasn't very confident. I had self-esteem issues and, I was just too scared and shy to go take up martial arts, even though deep down inside I wanted to, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So I remember even one day I was like, all right, I worked up the guts to even say to my mom that I wanted to do it. So she drove by this martial arts gym in my hometown. And I remember looking through the glass and everyone's just like going, ha, 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 like doing all their forms. And I remember looking at that and thinking, oh, hell no, I don't want to look that stupid, like in front of people. Like I was so self-conscious. So I never did it. And it wasn't until, you know, that event that scared me so bad where I realized I have to do it. So I didn't know what to pick, but I've always remembered wrestling and how into it I was. So at the time, the boyfriend that I was dating, he was really into watching UFC and was particularly interested in the grappling portion. So he told me about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And he's like, yeah, it's like wrestling, but with submissions, you could like choke people and break their limbs. And I'm just like, wow, that sounds awesome. Totally for me. So next thing you know, I joined. And then 
from then on, it led me to MMA, um, which is a whole, whole another story. So like we, so this is how it happened. My boyfriend at the time, uh, he was pretty much like living in my hometown, but my college was like two and a half hours away. And so he would have to drive all the way up to visit me. And if we wanted to train, it was only when he drove up. And the thing is, I was still really shy and self-conscious and I wouldn't go and train by myself. I would only go if he went with me. So out of the two months, I only went twice. And then when he broke up with me, I was so pissed. And I was like, fuck this dude. Next time I see him, I'm gonna kick his ass. So I went and trained so hard like that I ended up getting the attention of my coaches. And next thing you know, they ended up like, taking me under their wing and training me and convincing me to do a jujitsu tournament. And so I did a jujitsu and grappling tournament, meaning like in the jujitsu gi, like their kimono uniform. And the other one is without the gi. So um, I did two tournaments and won both of them. And after winning them, it was life-changing. Like I'm a girl that grew up with an art background. I was really shy, like a nerdy, like artsy girl. So I didn't do sports growing up. I was, I was the type of girl that would like try and skip out on PE. I remember I played hooky to skip out on PE and it was only 30 minutes and I didn't even want to go for the 30 minutes. That's how stupid it was. And of course got caught and got in trouble. But I basically like, went from no sports to winning a tournament which is like not a team sport and it's all based on me and I grew up with the mentality that like you're born into doing something because that's what I was told my whole life like I had I had dreams of going into entertainment and my parents and family were just not supportive of it at the time and so they would say things like, oh yeah, you're born into it. Like you can't like make it in unless you're like born into that type of family. And so I just thought it was never possible and never believed in myself. So it wasn't till winning that when I realized like you can do anything you want as long as you work hard at it and really put your mind to it. And it changed my whole mentality. It changed the way I looked at life and how to approach things. And so from then on, I fell in love with jujitsu and I went with that. So then it turned out the first gym I was at ended up being like a McDojo. So it was legit like before I got there, but then they were kind of like screwing me over. So luckily at this point, I had already like met this other black belt that was, um, at a different gym and he basically was training me for free and so when I my contract was up with the first gym I ended up leaving that gym to go to the gym that that dude was teaching at and that gym turned out to be an MMA gym at the time I didn't care about MMA I actually hated MMA because I thought like the dudes and the people there were douchebags and like jujitsu mentality and MMA mentality is of two different worlds like the jujitsu people I love them because they are artsy they're like nerdy they're really smart and you know it, it, it's a very complex type of martial arts it's, it's the only one that takes like the longest time to get a black belt in so 
it's a very artsy type of community, I feel. And like most of the people there, they're just nerds. You know, they just like comic books, anime, whatever, you know? So it was something that I felt like I was more connected to, but the MMA people, like there's the stereotype that they're like meatheads. They just want to beat people up for money and whatever, you know? So I hated MMA at the time until I went to this gym and I was just thinking, well, you know, I'm already paying for it. I might as well just like train in all of the disciplines for weight loss, working out purposes. It was just to get in shape, but I didn't take it serious at all. The only thing I cared about was jujitsu. And then my MMA coach, which happened to be the owner of the gym also, he went up to me every single day asking me, like, he's like saying, oh yeah, you should do a fight. I'm like, no, I'm not here for MMA. I'm here for jujitsu. And he was like, no, you should fight. You should fight. And he bothered me every single day for a month and a half. Finally, I was so fed up one day. And I'm just like, fuck this. I'm just going to tell him, like, I'll think about it just to get him off my back for a second. So I told him I'll think about it. Next thing you know, he comes in the next day and he was like, oh yeah. So there's a fight coming up in three weeks. Mind you, three weeks is no time to prepare for your first MMA fight. Second of all, I had to go up two weight classes because at the time there was no girls fight and I was really small at the time. So I had to go up two weight classes and I had to fight some girl that had three years of striking experience. Meanwhile, I had no experience in any striking. All I knew was jujitsu. I didn't even know wrestling at the time. I couldn't even take the person down to even get them on the ground to do anything. And so within these three weeks, like, like I had to learn everything. So basically my coach was like, oh yeah, so just train really hard for two weeks, no pressure. If you don't feel up to it, you can back out anytime. That's what he told me. So I was thinking, okay, well in that case, all right, I guess I'll do it. So I'm training hard for a week and a half, a week and a half into it. I'm just thinking like, oh hell no, I don't want to do this. It's like really setting in, like I'm about to get a fucking fight. And so in back then, like in Virginia, Virginia, Washington, DC, like, and back then the rules were different. It's all pro rules. So that means no headgear, no elbow pads, no knee pads, like knees, elbows, the face, everything's allowed. Okay, so like, this is what I'm like about to go into with like no experience. And the girl I'm fighting has so much experience and her boyfriend is the coach and owner of a gym. So I know her ass is training every damn day. So I'm just like, fuck. All right, so I went up to my coach after training and I was like, hey, I need to talk to you. And then he cuts me off. He's like, yeah, I need to talk to you too. So they did an article about you in the newspaper and the magazines about your upcoming fight. And I was like, oh fuck, now I can't back out. Like, are you fucking serious? And so I had no choice but to take the fight. So I got pressured into doing this fight. And then like, then, oh my God, this whole fight was like such a ordeal within itself. It was like probably one of the most stressful situations and like most craziest experience I've ever had in my life. Like, I mean, I had a lot of other crazy experiences later and before that, but this is definitely one of those milestone crazy experiences in my life. So going into this fight, like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. So like 
basically, um, my dumbass knew nothing about nutrition at the time. And then all the people that were in my, like, in my gym, they all come from like, mostly like a wrestling background. So, you know, they know how to cut weight, not in a healthy way. They'll just not eat and shit. But that's usually the case. They'll cut down and stuff. But the problem is I'm going up to weight classes. So they just tell me, oh, yeah, just eat a lot. But the thing is, you can't just eat a lot and gain muscle in three weeks. You just get fat. So I literally just ate a bunch of food and got fat. And then I had to cut down. And the problem is, like, I can gain weight really easy. I, I just gain weight fast. But for me, losing weight is pretty hard. So once I gain, trying to lose it is tough. So within three weeks, I went from 118 to 133 within three weeks. Actually, it might have been less than three weeks. So 118 to 133, that's a lot of weight to go up. So I went up and then I had to cut down to 125. So going down to 125 was tough. And on top of that, I was near my period. So when a girl is near their period, they're holding on the water weight and everything's different. It's really hard to cut weight, especially like for these fights, a lot of it is cutting water weight. And my body was just holding on to stuff. And because I didn't diet properly and it was in such a short time, there was nothing to cut. Like I ended up not eating or drinking water for four days. I did not drink water or eat food for four days. Like I could have died. I'm shocked I did not die. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. Like going through that and I had to cut weight and weigh in on my birthday, July 1st. And that year happened to be a record breaking heat wave of 104 degrees. And my fight was in Washington, DC. I had to drive all the way from Virginia with my teammates up to Washington, DC with traffic. It was five and a half hours. We're in 104 degree weather. We had the windows rolled up with a heat blasting we're in like sweatpants and shit and i'm here like sweating all the little water i had in my body there was like nothing in my body and like because like i'm from virginia you know it's it's more a lot of people that are there especially like wrestlers and stuff and they all dip tobacco so i don't dip tobacco and when you're like a wrestler or fighter and you're trying to cut weight you dip tobacco and spit and that helps get more water weight out. But the thing is, because I don't dip, I they told me to suck on a Jolly Rancher and spit it out, like spit the spit out to get rid of any water weight. So I'm here like lacking water in my body and I'm sucking on Jolly Rancher trying to spit. My freaking tongue cracked from how dry it was and it was bleeding because there was lit, I was just so depleted. I freaking get there and like, the hotel was 20 minutes of a metro ride from the venue. And we had to go there for like weigh-ins and like fighter meeting. And because it was so packed and we're here trying to carry our jugs of water for replenishing after and all our like gear and stuff. And we're like trying to squeeze onto this metro and we kept getting squeezed out and we wouldn't make it. And we have to wait and wait for the next one. Next thing you know, hours pass. And I show like, finally I show up and oh I'm sorry that was for two days so um that was the next day anyways anyways we show up and I was 1.2 pounds overweight so 
when you're overweight, you have to go talk to your opponent and her team and see if they'll fight you at a catch weight. And of course, they're going to say no, because they want you as weak as possible. So he's like, nope, you got to cut the weight. And I even said to her, I was like, hey, as you know, as a girl, I'm on my period. We're holding on water weight. Are you cool with fighting as a catch weight? And they were like, nope, you got to cut the weight. So I had to cut weight all the way up until the day of the fight. Two hours before my fight was when I made weight. I slept in a sauna suit. I was in a sauna suit inside an actual sauna with two layers of hoodies, two layers of sweatpants, a whole towel wrapped around inside, two layers of socks, doing burpees, mountain climbers, jump rope for two and a half hours straight nonstop and outside. And I slept in a sauna suit all the way up until the day of my fight. And I didn't even have a chance to like even really eat anything or drink any water before I had to go out. So, and then right before I had to go out, I'm like chilling there. And my coach was like, all right, come warm up. But because my body was so depleted, I'm warming up and I pull my neck right before we go up, go out. So I'm like going out and like, I, it was the craziest experience because I've seen other people fight and they get like really hyped before they go out. But for me, I didn't feel anything. And I'm just thinking like, okay, is it going to happen? Am I going to like feel something soon? Am I going to get hyped? I felt nothing. I'm going out there and my music comes on. I'm like, all right, maybe now. Nope. I'm going into the cage. Okay, maybe now. Nope. Cage shuts. I'm like, okay, I don't feel excited at all. I had like no emotion. Next thing you know, this girl comes charging at me. She punches me in my skull and I heard my skull go thud like I heard her knuckles hit the bone in my skull and then all of a sudden whoosh like tunnel vision like crazy it was the craziest thing and everything was in slow motion like by eight seconds at least there was this one movie that I saw when I was younger uh with Jet Li I I forgot what movie it was called but like right before every fight scene it was like slow motion and all like super tunnel vision focus and I thought that was bullshit. That's like not real. Dude, that was exactly what I saw in there. Exactly. It was the craziest shit. And also, by the way, before, so also before my fight, I tore my ACL fully too. So my knee popped out during the fight as well. So I had to pop it back in while I'm fighting and stuff. So that was another thing also on top of that. So everything I could have gone wrong went wrong. Like technically speaking, I should not have won that fight. She knew that I was a grappler. She stuffed all my takedowns. And at the time, my fucking wrestling sucked anyways. I didn't know any striking. All I knew was jab, cross, knee, elbow. I didn't know shit. And I ended up having to stand up with her and strike with her all three rounds because I couldn't get her down. And I remember thinking to myself, I did not come here just to lose. I did not go through all this shit. I was crying like the week before I had a fight. And my teammate said some shit that like pissed me off and basically like made me, even though at the time he probably didn't mean it in the wrong way. But I remember I was crying and really nervous for the fight. And he said, you know, you're either born for this or you're not. That's what he said. And it made me feel like he's basically telling me like, oh, you, you either got it or you don't. Like, like, it doesn't matter how much hard work I put in, it wouldn't help me. That's what it made me feel like. So mentally I felt fucked up and emotionally and everything else and the hormones and period and whatever else. So going in there, 
later I realized he probably meant it in a good way. I'm not really sure. But at the time, I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, why would you say this shit to me? So after that, my will was the only reason that got me through the fight because I was not willing to go down. So after that, you know, I had the biggest freaking shiner on my eye. My eye was so fucked. But the thing is, like, it made me realize, like, if you just push through and you're willing to not give up, then it's you're going to reap some type of reward from it. So that was another milestone. And it changed my life for the better. So that set me up to lead me to where I am now, because if it wasn't for going through that and and I ended up falling in love with MMA, I started pursuing as a career. And because of MMA, I ended up meeting people that ended up referring me to, uh, there was one dude that that I knew through mutual friends in MMA. And he referred me to WWE because he knew a recruiter there. And so he's like, I saw you train. I think you'd be great for WWE. If you're interested, I'll give you a tryout. So I went and got the tryout and went through the whole tryout and ended up getting in. And that's how I ended up doing pro wrestling. But it was literally full circle because in my mind, I thought like I would never have a chance to go into WWE because I thought they only hired Olympic wrestlers or at least people who are like state championships in collegiate wrestling. And because I didn't start with that and I started so late and I went into like MMA instead, I just thought like there, there's no chance for me. So finally getting that opportunity and the discipline from martial arts is what got me through the tryout to get into WWE. And that was another huge milestone in my life. And I feel like with pro wrestling, it is perfect. It's, it literally is me being able to do the entertainment side as well as be able to do the martial side, martial arts side that I love. So it's, it's like the best of both worlds. Recently, you mentioned that characterize yourself as like a nerd. I'm a big like anime nerd too and Marvel comics and stuff. And recently you did a fight scene which is not nerdy, fighting is not nerdy, but a fight scene where you played Lady Shiva, you fought Batgirl. Uh, what was making that like, and how long did it take to, like, get that done? Because it was, like, a four and a half, like, almost five-minute little video. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. That was, like, my first real fight scene thing. So, basically, that project was more so for Batgirl. She's an actress, and she wanted to have something for her reel to show directors to try and get casted as Batgirl for that TV show Batgirl. This is like way back, you know, there's some TV show called Batgirl. So she wanted to take that role and she wanted to show like she can do some fight stuff. Um, So she, we have a mutual friend who is a cinematographer and he basically connected us and I helped I made the whole fight choreography and then I taught her how to do certain moves and we just like worked with what we got. We didn't have much time. Honestly, we met up like maybe five times to go over the stuff and because she doesn't have a martial arts background, um, I just kept it really simple and made it work for how it is. And it was fun for me because I get to, you know, come up with the choreography and think about 
different aspects of it. Like, how am I going to teach this to someone who's never done anything like this and make it look like it would be believable on screen, you know? And also I really like now that I'm deeper into it, cause that was my first project in, in that type of way. So now that I have more experience doing stuff like this, I realize like screen fighting, like film fighting and pro wrestling fighting, there's a lot in martial arts. They all have similarities, but they are so different in so many ways too. And that was a thing that I had to like adjust and learn. I'm still learning, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and I feel like really honored when uh, there was some magazines that like wrote some articles on it saying um, that they liked the fight scene. And I was like, oh my gosh. So it was just really nice because it's an art form that I feel like I'm putting out my art for people to see. So it's really nice to get some nice feedback. And now I'm doing more so, you know, action film stuff because it's all in that same realm and a way where I feel like I can express myself. And so this whole thing came about because, you know, she is really into her and the cinematographer. They're both really into comic books. I didn't really grow up with comic books, even though like I'm more so like the video game nerd, like fighting games, particularly. I'm really into fighting games. I love Ninja Turtles um, and more so like a science nerd too and kind of martial arts stuff. Whereas other people are more into the anime, the comic books. I never really got to grow up with that, but it was nice to see them bring that to the table and me seeing this world because now I understand why people like it so much. Is there any other characters that you like have a dream role for, whether that's like from a video game or another fictional character? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like, I know Mortal Kombat's not the best video game out there, fighting game, but it's like one of those, I'm biased because that was actually my first video game I've ever played. And I played it in the arcade. Mortal Kombat 2 was the first one I ever played. And I fell in love with it. Like, I love all the fatalities and all the freaking girls are hot. I just like, I just want to play every female character on there. Like Melina, like uh, freaking Katana, like everyone. And Street Fighter, um, I play Street Fighter too, even though I didn't like it as much, but of course I want to do Chun-Li. Uh, I've, I've actually been Chun-Li at a video game convention when I wrestled for a few, but it would be nice to do, you know, a fight thing as Chun-Li as well as uh, any female Tekken character and Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur also, I really like Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur is a lot of fun. So anything, yeah, fighting games, like those are my four favorite ones. So yeah, and I'm open to doing any type of, you know, superhero character as well. It's just, I guess I didn't, I mean, I watched it, I just didn't get into it as much as the fighting games for some reason. Because as a kid, I was never allowed to play video games. So when I got to go to an arcade, because, all right, so stereotype, my parents are Asian. I'm Asian. 
So Asians really like to gamble, <laughs> a horrible stereotype, but kind of true. So they used to go to Atlantic City a lot. And as a kid, you can't do anything. So I'm like literally stuck in the room. And so to keep me occupied, they would give me some money to go to the arcades. So I would go and play arcades all damn day. And it was awesome because it's like the rare occasion I get to play video games because I wasn't allowed to really have a game system growing up. So for me, video games was such a big thing for me. And fighting games, I just fell in love with it just because of Mortal Kombat. It was just so, hell no. It was just so like such a shock factor. I was just like, oh my gosh. I literally just like spit acid on this dude and I just chopped his head off and it was just, I think I got issues. I don't know. <laughs> they just made a Mortal Kombat movie recently and they're going to make a second one. If you got, let's say you got, you got a role in that, who would you play? Katana. Katana. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And who would, who would you think be a good choice for Johnny Cage? Huh, for Johnny Cage. Because I had a wrestler in mind. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like it needs to be someone like Jack, like the wrestler. Uh, huh. Johnny Cage. I'm trying to think of like what actors are out there. I feel like I would love to see like The Miz as that, but he's just that's not Jack enough. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I, it would have to be a wrestler. Yeah, it like literally, it would have to be a wrestler. Miz would be a perfect fit. Miz, Dolph, yeah. John Morrison. I think yeah, it has to be one of. I think Miz is the most fit. He's got that like Hollywood type of style to it. He he also just he's what I picture the real life version of Johnny Cage too. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, the Miz. Yeah, he'd be a great fit for that. Take it back to uh, wrestling. In 2019, you were signed to MLW as the first woman in their women's division. But uh, because of, like injuries and other things, uh, we haven't really got to see you in there. Are you still connected with the company, or what happened with that? So I'm not signed with them anymore. I left uh, during COVID because after the injury – when I was in, I was stuck in Taiwan for a year and I wasn't sure if I was going to be there longer. And because my injury, I wasn't sure how the future of wrestling was because with COVID, everyone was pretty uncertain because I was also shelved. I was like, all right, maybe instead of having them wait, if things are better and I decide to stay in wrestling, then I'll talk to them later but I'm on good relations with them so we still keep in touch and stuff I'm just not signed under them anymore and I think now that I'm back like I've wrestled and stuff but my and my knee is you know much better but it's always kind of like anything with wrestling is kind of a risk and because I'm thinking more so of how long am I going to stay in wrestling? I'm going to stay in it as long as I can. But my contract was with MLW was pretty long. It was three years. And anytime that I'm injured, those that time does not count. So let's say I'm injured and I'm off for one year. That means my contract starts a whole year later. So I could be on the contract for like five years, six years from now, you know, and that's not something that I feel like I can commit to. And so because of that, I told them, 
that, let's see how things are. And maybe if, you know, if things end up being in a better place later, we can discuss working on a shorter contract. You know, I think that the wrestling world still has plenty for you. I, there's no doubt about that in my mind. I mean, you have a great look, you're a great talent, I mean, great personality. I mean, that just comes across right away. Such a genuine, honest person for sure. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, and, you know, with the last couple of minutes we have here with you, um, we just have two little rapid fire questions we want to hit you with real quick. And we like to ask this to all of our, all of our guests. So what would be your dream match of all time? Any wrestler ever, uh, any stipulation choice is yours. Oscar. Oscar. Okay. Yeah, she's in NXT with me and, you know, she was great. She's very experienced and I like her style. She's got like the strong style, but she also got the comedic side to her. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's such a good combination. Gotcha. Well, I mean, the second part of the question was going to be current wrestlers only, but I mean, uh, now I guess we can ask any wrestler who isn't currently active, who would be your dream match? Who is not currently active? Ooh, who is not currently active? I would say Medusa. Ooh, that would be fun to see. Yeah, she's also, yeah, she's a thing, so, yeah. <laughs> All right, Zeta. Well, uh, with the, like I said, with the last few minutes, uh, you know, we like to thank you. And we also like to let our guests plug, promote anything they have going on, social shows coming up, whatever it might be. So the floor is yours. Okay. So follow me on Instagram, Zeta Zang, Z-E-G-A underscore Z-H-A-N-G. Um, and in my bio, I have all my other like things. I'm literally on everything. Patreon, TikTok, YouTube, like everything. So you'll find it all there. And my next like big upcoming show would be March 31st for Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. So yeah, I'm excited for that. I'll oh. be Marina Schaefer. Shafir. That I'm tuning into that one then. That should be a good <laughs> be on Fight TV, so I'm psyched. We are subscribed. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciated you having you on. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Welcome back. Uh, that was an awesome interview. Definitely want to have her back for a longer part two. Very, very soon. Uh, just a lot of stuff that we didn't get to tap into that she talked about or we planned to talk about. I mean, we said it in the intro. She's a badass. And can't wait to see what she has in store of us now that she's healthy and She's doing so much stuff in the wrestling world and other stuff too. And uh, she's just like a funny, fun person, fun person to talk to. Uh, I was really looking forward to this interview and it did not disappoint. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. Uh, Billy, what are your takeaways from uh, our talk with Zeta? I hope I never have to cut weight. That's my first and foremost takeaway. But no, I mean, I think it's really interesting how the story of her playing Lady Shiva fighting Batgirl. I thought that was pretty unique that it wasn't actually for anything cinematic. It was more for the girls trying to get the part as Batgirl. So that was pretty cool. Cool for her to kind of be the one to take control and choreograph the fight and really draw some parallels between the wrestling world and the uh, act fighting world. And then just kind of her story about MMA. I mean, that's just wild. I think I've never, I'm going to be full disclosure here. I've never been punched in the face before. 
so I have I can't relate to that tunnel vision thing that she was saying about. So um, this isn't an open invitation to punch me in the face, but like, <laughs> you know, like if we ever, you know, we ever have a disagreement and it comes to that point, I'm expecting to go into tunnel vision. I'm going to go ultra instinct and you're going to get your ass whooped. I'm going to have the words of Zeta just playing in the back of my head as motivation too. I don't know. Or maybe I'll have the words of motivation. I'll just continue punching you in the face. <laughs> but it's not going to come to that. I'm a lover, not a fighter. And we're tag team partners. We can't have a blow off just yet. No, no, that would uh, not be good for the pod. <laughs> I imagine. I don't know. Maybe it would be. <laughs> it, might, it might be, but we'll probably just start the TOTCW. <laughs> well, until we do start our own federation. Juice, where can the people find us, at least on social media? Yeah, um, I'm not going to give you our addresses. It's probably not a good idea. So, um, yeah, on Twitter, T-O-T-C, all capitalized, underscore, capital P, lowercase o, lowercase d. On Instagram, it's T-O-T-C, underscore, P-O-D, all lowercase. Everything's lowercase that time. And those are our socials. Talk to us. Things you want us to talk about on the pod, or just you just want to talk to us, that's fine either. Or don't be shy, don't be a stranger. Yes. And as we come crashing down to the mat on this episode of Top of the Cage, we just want to thank you again for tuning in, for listening. Make sure you guys are liking, following, sharing, downloading. Spotify has a motherfucking rating system now. If you don't rate us five stars, then we will not produce five-star content for you. It will be for everybody else, but not you. You know who you are. And again, thank you to our guest tonight, Zeta Zhang. Please make sure you go check her out on all of her social media. She's actually a great follow, has some great content that she posts on her social medias. With all that in mind, we hope to catch you next time.